are you calling a fool? <laughs> Man, I tell you what. That's some tough stuff right there. Well, that's what we talk about today. Right here on this podcast. Welcome to another podcast with Steve, Eddie, and Peter. It's Hello. good to see you, Peter. It's good to see you, Eddie. How always, you doing today? Always good to be seen. Yes, sir. Yes. It's a little rainy today. I had to make a fresh cup, a, cu- a pot of coffee, so that I could enjoy the rain. I guess I don't know. Does yeah. that make sense? Okay. Totally makes sense. Okay. Good. Well, I've got a little fresh coffee in my my, my mug here, so that I think I'm good to go. Hopefully, you guys are as well. But um, hey, it's uh, it's in the afternoon. Usually, we have a, get a chance to do this on a on a morning session, but the way that the day worked out, it's going to be the afternoon session. So let's uh, let's make it happen. So um, the Cubbies have won four games in a row. Can you believe that, Eddie? I can believe it. Yeah, but uh, this is not a good year for Cub fans. Not yet. And it's a long season. I realize that. But this morning coming in, there was Bob Birch had a big Cardinals T-shirt on and a Cardinals hat. Well, and the who place was infested it? with Cardinals. Who was fans. it left <laughs> on Sunday morning? Sunday morning of all places. Where's a Cardinals hat? Who was it? Might have been Mark Van Meter. He That's what it was. It was Mark. I think it was Mark. I'm blaming Mark. <laughs> I saw him in all his glory, boy. He was just sporting it. I thought, well, that's not very unity, unified feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if it is, if you're a Cardinals fan. Well, I think yeah. it's interesting now that uh, the National League's using a designated hitter. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of a different deal. Just to, pay, so. just to talk a little baseball here. Those that do not know baseball, that means that the, a, a hitter, a specific or a designated person, hits for the pitcher. Designated hitter. In the National League up to this year did not have a designated hitter. Only in the World Series on some Only in the World Series. And then, so American League always had it. Totally these unfair. guys, the Cardinal fans this morning was yammering. They thought it was really cool. They brought pool holes in to pitch. Yeah. What? Yeah. Pitch. They brought him in to pitch, yeah. Oh, no, that's fun. They were beating the Giants handily. Oh, well, there's... And the there Giants is. brought in another pitcher <laughs> from the outfield. Oh. So the Cardinals thought they would follow suit and mm. brought in pool holes in to pitch. I don't think he did so good. Threw two home runs. Oh, he threw two home runs. <laughs> but Maybe they, he was, was like 15 little... to 6 or something crazy. He, he probably score. needed to throw it slower. Those, well, those Major League Baseball players, they don't like the slow pitches. No, them, kinda, them off pit, off-speed yeah, pitches will get you. Maybe he was throwing it too fast. He's kind of muscular. <laughs> Pujols guy. <laughs> Tell you what. Okay, well, that's enough baseball talk. Do we, have any, do we have anything else that we want to talk about? But, I mean, we've already kind of talked about the weather. It's going to rain most of the day today. Tomorrow's going to be decent and then windy on Friday, <laughs> if you want to know. <laughs> well, I went up to see Margaret Fritas. Uh, today, um, how is Margaret? If anybody has a bad day or needs pumped up, they need to go see Margaret. I love she's I love firm. that. She is a testimony. Here's a lady that both her legs has been amputated, and she's bedridden, and she's always got a good attitude. Yeah, when you go see her, that's it. Mm-hmm. Pray with her, and uh, she's great. I, I just you know because I I, th- I think about that man. We get bummed out for. Hardly any reason, and here this is what's facing her. The re- she'll never leave the place the rest of her life. Can I just? I, I'm going to mention something, and I, and I want to be very careful about how I do it. But uh, Margaret and I had had many, many conversations, and a year and a half ago, I was talking to her on the phone. Um, I was in Florida at that time, and. She was having a really tough time because she just found out that the second egg leg was going yeah, to have she to be went, We went through some rough times. You're right. She went, that. and she was very depressed. And the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart and spoke to my mind to tell her. Uh, she was also looking then at the fact that she was going to have to be in a nursing home and or, or a facility of sorts. And she said, you know, she was crying, and she said, I just can't. I don't know that I can do this. And that's when I responded, Margaret, one thing I know about you is that your testimony is beautiful. Your attitude is beautiful. And did you know that 
even though you're going to go into this facility, I said, you know that you can touch people's lives when you're in there. People that might not ever have a bright spot in their day now will have you as a part of that. And she, she, you know, it wasn't like everything just shut off the tears and everything else, but she then said, and this is a response to the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm just saying, this is not Steve trying to, but she said, you know, I never thought about it like that before. She said, I, I, I have a new outlook. By the end of that conversation, she was still dealing. But she said, if that's the case, then I'll, yeah. I'll shine for God. Well, she's how, amazing. So. How awesome is that, right? She's, It'd be great if, you she know, if is. anybody listening to send her a card and encourage her. Uh, she's at Signature Healthcare on Maple Avenue in Terre Haute. I don't know the zip, but room 403. But, you know, it, I think she'd, she'd really appreciate that. So oh, she's, wow. she, I admire her for sure. I'm so glad that you went to go see her today. Uh, Margaret Fritas, just a great gal for sure, great sister in Christ. Peter, what about your family, buddy? Uh, hey. or, or things that are <laughs> happening in your life? I know that you're... You are. Uh, you've got the busy stuff going on. You got some studies, of course. You're yeah, classes are going and work. Work just kind of fairly normal, but and then and then being a dad to six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're kind of getting all in our summer, getting prepared for summer. You know, schools for the kids is winding down a little bit and getting ready for a change of pace, but it doesn't mm. really slow down, does it? It almost amps up. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's true. Sure. There's a lot of truth in that. There's, so, um, it's it's kind of I don't mind it. Um, it's different. It's a different kind of busy, so. but at the same time, right? Well, it's good. Well, I'm glad yeah. to hear it. Good things. Yeah. Um, the children's ministry. We do want to to report to you uh, that are listening that it is continuing to stay healthy it's it's growing there are different volunteers that are still needed but those that have come in and joined and have um starting to spread out and finding out different ways that they can be used and not everybody's gonna be a teacher not everybody's gonna um know how to run the soundboard or run you know this kind of thing but you know uh running to get some juices or just being there as a as a able body to to help if there's a need and it's just great we we really appreciate it. if you've done that and you're listening and we just want to let you know that thank you so much for doing that and if you've been thinking about it it's a great time you know and it doesn't have to be every week goodness gracious no you know that's why we want multiple volunteers yeah so we can get in there and and uh, once a month maybe or whatever the case may be yep. so uh, anything else on that you'd yeah. like to say? No, it's, we've had great, a lot of great help and you know, good momentum going on. And we are trying to do like a once-a-month kind of rotation for people that want to help out. So it's, it's not too much. And in the near future, you'll start seeing an electronic check-in for the kids. Um, so that will be kind of new, and I'm sure there'll be some growing pains. But it'll be really good to help that automate that and make it easier in the long run. So we're excited yeah. about that. And just getting it in place is sometimes, you know uphill thing but well it's, it's gonna it's, happen <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be where you initially get that out maybe even a link that connects to them they can actually yeah, set somehow that somehow we need to get everybody the family's information in our system and we have some of that but we want to make sure we do it right so it's clean and not you know it could get uh messy so we want to keep that neat and organized as we do it so we're, we're figuring out the best way okay so That's but good. it's coming we'll it'll be slow in incoming but yeah, well, we yep. appreciate you guys' patience through it all, and and there's a lot of great stuff that is to come, and so we're uh, and we ask for your prayers. Yeah, in the children's area and the youth area as it's continuing to grow. Erica Marchineau and and crew are working on that, and they had a good Sunday this last Sunday. There was uh, they had a good think tank time of of stuff they're going to be doing over the summer, but then also uh, went out and painted a flooring. Uh, at the Ruth House mm-hmm. out on one of the decks that mm-hmm. that uh, Crossroads had put up. And so a very successful day, and, and uh, things are happening. So God is continuing to work in a, in a wonderful way here, not only in Crossroads, but in our community. It's good stuff. 
Well, I'd like to go ahead and have a word of prayer with you guys uh, and over this podcast as we get started. Let's do that now. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us and uh, giving us Jesus Christ. We are so grateful and thank you, Holy Spirit, for wanting to be near and and being our guide and and leading us in wisdom and, and guiding us through this time. So we ask you that you would come and and cover us here in this podcast, that that our words will be uh, efficient and um, uh, the wisdom that would come from it would be from above. And so we just ask, Father, uh, through your Holy Spirit, that you'd uh, touch our minds and our hearts so that we can be relevant to all the ears that are listening. We sure love you. We thank you for our time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor, you spoke on foolishness or actually calling someone Nail. a fool. Ecclesiastes, uh, Solomon is <clears throat> kind of painting a picture on how to deal with fools, and I don't. You don't hear that word much, really. People have inter- interjected something else for fool. Mm. It means the same thing. Different words, you know. Yeah. Um, and one thing about the scripture, it it doesn't soft soap anything. It reveals uh, man's deepest needs, but it also it reveals our deepest uh, sin as well. And the things that go on in our life, people like they like the concept of Jesus as the good shepherd of loving and kind. And I, I think some people, even when they take advantage of grace, when they see Christ and they commit a sin, I say, ah, he's all right with it, you know. But I think there should should be a little conviction with that, and mm. and, and some guilt that we are remorseful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in, in Matthew 5, he, he says, But I say if you are even angry with someone, he is really focusing in on anger. And, and maybe part of the point, maybe I missed it, but the point is a lot of times when we call people names, it's out of anger. Unless you're joking around with somebody. But most of the time, they're, or, they've upset you. You're mad. Some kind of discontent. Yeah. Right? yeah. right. But I say if you're even angry with someone, you're subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you're in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you're in the dangers of the fires of hell. That's about as harsh as it, <laughs> as extreme as it can get. But I think Jesus is trying to to tell us how how wrong it is to have anger, unless it's righteous anger. I think there's a difference. I'm not going to go down that path. There's a little different. But but that was the New Living Translation. The NIV puts that same verse this way. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. And again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, which Raka means vain and empty, worthless. It, for the Jews, it was really a word of contempt. That was oh, a four-letter word, actually, but that's the... And it, the root of it meant to spit. So they're spitting on somebody in contempt. Raka is answerable to the Sanhedrin, which was the court, the Jewish court. But anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. And, and, and then he goes on to talk about that sometimes, and I use that word a lot, not that I really mean it in a sense, but killing mad, that if you are angry enough, you could go into thinking about murder, actually. I don't know how many, you know, I don't know, but murders are committed a lot of times out of anger. Uh, but that would, you know, that's the point. And then we went into Ecclesiastes, and uh, Solomon was really pointing out um, the language of the fool's heart, uh, the bend of the fool's will. And then it, in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 20 through 12, Solomon part gives us five actions. There's five ways that a fool acts out his folly, which folly is foolishness. And the first one is this, is their harmful verbosity. Words from the mouth of a wise man are gracious while the lips of a fool consume him. Beginning of his talking is fallen, the end of his wicked madness, yet the fool multiplies words. And I, I think it's the point that how we, the, the 12 through 14, that was those verses, how will we choose our words? And we've been in conversations sometimes where you hear people talking and you just scratch their head, scratch your head that they're saying some, some, of, this stuff, some of the stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes no sense. Right. Uh, the second way they acted out is their unpredictable future. 
10.14 says, No man knows what will happen, and no one can tell him what will come after him. Fools are ignorant of the fact that they can make elaborate plans for the future, but they don't know if they're going to carry them out. That's why the Scripture says that the righteous man or righteous woman's path is ordered by the Lord. We look to Him for guidance and direction in life. We can, and I, I, don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not you shouldn't make plans or whatever. But remember that passage in James. So you know, why would you say tomorrow I'm going into a country and do this, that, and the other, and do business? You don't know what tomorrow is. It's that kind of, and I, so I think you know to combat that we 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 ask God for guidance and direction, and hopefully when uh, uh, when you're moving in His direction, He'll either shut doors or open them. If that makes sense. So yeah, we don't know. Uh, the conduct they choose may land them in an unemployment line, in prison, a wheelchair, or even the grave. Only time will tell where their foolishness will lead them. And then number three was their confusion and stupidity. Fools act foolish. The toil, this is verse 15. The toil of a fool so wearies him that he does not even know how to go to a city. They don't know, they can't follow directions. They don't know, you know... Uh, Inefficient and unproductive lifestyle of fools causes them to become so exhausted that they cannot even follow directions. So, and in four, their destruction, destructive leadership. I thought that was kind of interesting that that he talked about that. That sometimes uh, people get in a leadership position and they they really shouldn't be there. They they don't have any training or whatever. And then he goes into what what God did with the Israelites. He put people in charge that shouldn't have been in charge, but he did it to punish them because he knew they were going to take them down the wrong path. And that's exactly what happened. Man, in judges over and over and over, that was before there was a king, but these judges would come and and and, and tell people, tell the Jews what they need to be doing, but they wouldn't do it. Sometimes they'd follow them, and, and sometimes they wouldn't. But uh, not all the judges were what they were supposed to be either. Solomon is not describing a situation where actual children, because he talked about kids being in charge, but people that are incompetent and un, and unlearned. You know. Then he mentions that passage in Isaiah three. I, this he pretty much covers. I thought that was interesting because he's talking about the, the nation of Israel and he covers every area in the life of all Israelis, whether they believed in God or believed in sources or whatever. I thought that was interesting. He mentioned that in that passage. For behold, the Lord God of hosts is going to remove from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support, the mighty man and the warrior, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of 50 and the honorable man, the counselor and expert artisan, and the skillful enchanter, and I will make mere lads their princes, and capricious children rule over them, and the people will be oppressed, each one by another, and each one by his neighbor. The youth will storm against the elder, and the inferior against the honorable. He covered every person and every thought process in the whole nation. <laughs> right. Even the ones that didn't believe God believed in sorcery and stuff. I had to read that twice. That really surprised me. But he did. He covered, you know, that, like I said, as Isaiah 3, 1 through 5, he covered all the bases, so to speak. But then he said in, in verse 17, Blessed are you, O land, where, whose king is of nobility and whose princes eat at the appropriate time for strength and not for drunkenness. And in that last warning side was their procrastination and poor judgment. And that... The point that he made there, he said in verses 18 and 19, through indolence, the rafters sag, and through slackness, the house leaks. Men prepare a meal for enjoyment, and wine make life merry, and money is the answer to everything. And he, he gives that example of them letting their house fall down, that they don't take care of, of what they have. You know, you know, and then he started talking about uh, talking about fools behind their back, that they'll... <laughs> they find out about there's revenge in that and they'll get you back and that's why I mentioned uh, I'm not on Facebook but you hear things and whatever and I know people have attacked other people on Facebook and said terrible things about them yeah, that's yeah. And, about. and that's there have you know so many different forms throughout history of this happening you know but this 
this one in our day and age is a big social media is a big big deal you know we can see the 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 problem that it is you know with our youth our teens right and and how the depressive nature comes off of that it's like you want to be liked and so therefore then if you're shunned on those social media you know you're kind of shunned in life and so therefore it takes you down the wrong wrong road and and it all comes from just uh, cyberbullying and things of this nature along long, along the lines of whatever the case yeah. but you know as we look at that overall and even in the adults who should know better then they get off on a wrong tangent and they start talking political or you know a lot of times it's political uh, or uh, or at least the basis of those words are political uh, they see a different point of view or whatever the case may be but there it is, right? Uh, where our heart is, therefore, <laughs> our mind goes, right? And out of our mind speaks, or out of our mouth speaks the heart. Got to be careful. I think honestly, there's the root, right? Peter, you've been uh, contemplating a few things as Eddie's <laughs> been talking. I've been kind of watching you, glancing over a couple times. We've been thinking here about, you know, this whole... Um, process of uh, calling a fool or or using yeah. language well I th- it's tar- how do you put it in today's language because you, like you say we don't use it very much so I'm trying to think about what would a fool like in th- this context be and so it seems like a fool is someone who is is not thinking God's way so it's like godless thinking it, it is so because. it's separated from God's ways and what I was thinking about is how it's interesting how we think of that as foolish, but but people in the world think we're foolish. And I, I had to look up the verse. It's in First Corinthians where it says, "We are fools for Christ's sake." Yeah. And so, like what we do, and I, I've been I'm in a history class right now, and they're talking about the early church and how the Romans just thought Christians were such idiots. Like yeah. they're so foolish. Like you're following this God who gave up His life, and like like they could not understand because it's one of those things that doesn't hardly make sense until you really dig in. And you, you see what God was doing, but uh, so I'm just I was just processing how, you know, when you don't when you're not connected to the Lord and you don't have His insights into how the world works, like, you know, then you're on a foolish path, and you may think you're doing the smartest thing ever, mm-hmm. but you know, according to the God's kingdom, you you know, it may be foolish, you know, and that's that, and it goes the other way too, where we may do things that look foolish to the world, like. But it's actually the most beneficial, productive thing, because we're doing it according to God's ways or whatever. So there's just an interesting, yeah. In culture, yeah. You know, like in Psalm 14, one says, "The fool has said in his heart, there is no God." Yeah. That's 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 where that come from. And then, like you said, you flip over the New Testament, and you're right because the the world the world still does to a degree. Yeah. They it makes no sense. Yeah. And so, so therefore, that, that's, that's you true. know, when we look at that into the world, so the world or the, the godless mm-hmm. looking upon Christians, those with, um, that are loving God, and they, they say, well, you are foolish, and that you're fools for doing this. Mm-hmm. And then Christ says, don't be calling anybody a fool. And in fact, mm-hmm. love those that are against you. That are calling you yeah. names, that are bashing you on social media, that are 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 backdooring the issue right. and and trying to connive into, and he says, hold firm on mm-hmm. the foundation of God, love with the love, so that your heart will be shown, your love for me will be shown, so that they have no response, and it will what heap yeah fiery coals upon their head right is that yeah. what, that's what it says and it's this this feeling but but now let's talk about how do we deal with what goes on inside us and how we block yeah. off the stuff yeah. that comes at us face first like we read something very pointed or we hear something or it's said right in front of our face mm-hmm. or we find out right what do we do, guys? Well, I mean, we get, there's got to be things that... I mean, it's not an easy answer, but there are answers to this. 
Just talk just a little time. bit about that. To, to me, I just have to pray, help me, Jesus. Help me separate the old nature here. Don't go back uh, and react. Um, but do it what, uh, and say the things and act the way that God wants us to act. And it is hard. You know, there's three steps he ends up with on how to deal with a fool. First one is this, is if there is continued foolishness, isolation is the most effective treatment. If you don't ever see any, and they keep, they keep being the fool and with the words that they say to you or whatever, you say, you know what, maybe we ought to break this off for a while. Modern language might be toxic. Well, right? and, and, there's, and there's peer, there could be peer pressure within the context of that. It's like being around negative people all the time. You have, you have 10 negative people and you put one in the room, nine times out of 10 and 20 minutes to a half hour, the one that came in positive will be negative. <laughs> it affects, it, you, have an effect, you have an effect on that. And that's what he's saying here. He said, leave the presence of a fool or you will not discern words of knowledge. If you listen to a fool all, all, all the time and never hear words of knowledge, you, it can mess you up a little bit. And then step two is if there is true repentance and brokenness, restoration is appropriate. And that's our prayer, like you said, that, that our relationship with them and us speaking into their lives, whatever God tells us to say through the power of the Holy Spirit will make a difference in them. But if there isn't, if, if you see there's no change, it's like I said uh, Sunday that Jesus said, hey, you go into a town, they don't want to listen to you. Shake the dust off your feet and hit the road. There's people down the road who want to hear what you have to say. That's the point. And that's, that's hard to swallow sometimes because you really want to help people. You really want Christ to come into their life. But uh, as sure as we're sitting there, there are people that get adamant and they're not going to come to Christ. Even though we pray and want them to or whatever, it, it has to be up to them you know and in that last step then when there is restoration from folly let there be proclamation people that have been saved that's why i said at the end of the service if you're a fool who christ has come in and changed your life and put you on the raise your hand i think there was a lot of hands raised there's a lot of honest people in there because that's what they they seen that that their ways was foolish without christ you know when you think about where would you be without him it's oh, it's not good Right. For, for a lot of us, it's not. Right. Now, you boys probably were raised pretty, pretty much in church. And yeah, but that doesn't mean that we're not. Been well, fools. I know, but what I'm saying, you wasn't raised a heathen like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I say that I'm not saying that. I'm saying it as the the gospel. It's the truth. That's I was raised that way. I was raised a pagan, so I had no boundaries. Kids need boundaries, and God bless you for giving your kids boundaries because. Kids that's raised with no boundaries, they, they don't have any security because they don't think anybody cares enough to even to set a curve for you or whatever, even though kids complain about rules. They have to have them. It, it makes them mm. normal, healthy that way. So Yeah. Uh, so the, the three steps were to how to handle a fool or handle, you know, work with that. And that's great insight. And then... Peter, you didn't get a chance to to re respond maybe on the uh, maybe how to block some of that from taking control. You know what I mean? Taking yeah. a foothold. Yeah, I think. I mean, you got you always have to be careful what you're uh, being nurtured by. You know, like you're talking about Facebook. Like if somebody's consistently not giving you good content you know you can block them or unfollow them so there, there's that but when it comes to ministry and trying to help others like i'm really careful about the idea of shunning someone it's like I, that's really something you have to take to god because i think absolutely i think yep. he uh he kind of specializes in those people yeah right those are the yep. people like in the bible like the ones everyone else said they're they're not going to make it that's the one he went and used and yep. those are the ones that he delivered people through and so thank god because that's you know kind of our story sometimes too is like it gives us hope so um but so there's a tension there of do how do we we don't want to block them completely from our life but we also don't want to feed on what they're dishing out right mm -hmm. so we want to find those sources so, so we find good sources to get fed from so that we can have the capacity to enter in with them like if someone's being foolish we need to be able to sit with them like we don't have to 
enter into their foolishness, but how can we, in, you know, be with them? Mm-hmm. How can we listen to them and re- and come at it with an attitude of I remember when I used to think like that, or I could see why you might feel that way because mm-hmm. I see your history and you know to try to empathize to empathize with people because usually if they're being foolish, there's a good reason. There's a reason why they are in so much pain. Really, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pain there and trauma and things that God wants to heal and. You know, but there, you know, there's a lot of ways to approach it. We obviously need help, you know, with each other. Yeah, and and even so, I'd like to go ahead and just add what I kind of was thinking about that too. Even as we before we get into those scenarios, we have to be proactive. I know that you would agree with this, both of you, in that we need to be in the Word. So mm-hmm. Christians need to be in the Word, God fearing uh, individuals. We need to be soaking in the wisdom of the Word, mm-hmm. being reminded of the words of Jesus and the words of, of what were mentioned in the Old Testament, things that people have gone through, worked through, the, the challenges that we see the different heroes of the Bible have gone through. And then, if we know we're stepping into a situation, even in the moment's time, as we're stepping into a situation with a with one that we've had challenges with praying for that wisdom and for the holy spirit to bathe over you and help and just going in with the assurance i think that that is so i've seen i've i've had it in my own or or to to call someone or to text them and say you don't have to even be specific you can say i'm going into a situation that i need some prayer uh would you would you pray with me you know, would you pray over the situation as they step into it? You could do that in five seconds, ten seconds, mm-hmm. throw out a text as you're walking mm-hmm. in a minute later. Um, mm-hmm. But recognizing that that spiritual warfare, there is spiritual warfare in the midst of it all, but God can have the glory as you are able to be to be led. You know? yeah. So these areas, right? These, this is It's tough, though. It is. Yeah. But it's also something that you can create a habit if you do it once. Do it again, do it again, even the little little things. And I think even Jesus' tactics that we would take look foolish. Because mm. like we, like if, like, and you, you were quoting from Matthew 5, like that whole thing, the Sermon on the Mount, right. he's, he's talking about don't just not murder, don't have anger. But then how does he, what's his approach? Well, his approach was to love your enemy. Mm-hmm. And so there's the, the our, our battle plan, it does not look like the world's battle plan. Like, so if other people are coming up against us with all kinds of stuff, our mode is to love them. Our, how do we serve wow. them? You know, how do we bring them a meal? Or, you know, and it's almost like, you know, we were talking earlier this week about coming at it in the opposite spirit. Like, if someone else is all mad and fiery, how can we come with peace, a Calm. peaceful word? You know, because that is, that's not the world's way. The world's way would just keep amping it up until we end up in jail or yeah. something, right? <laughs> But I think God just has different ways that disarm the the enemy in those situations. Right. And a lot so. of harsh language from Christ was, well, of course, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But even that in Matthew 5, he was calling us as his followers, as his kid, not to badmouth each other. Don't name call each other. Yeah. I, I, he was. That's who he was talking to there. Yeah. And that's... We're not supposed to be angry. We can be upset with each other, yeah. but it's not supposed to. You should be able to handle that internally, maybe. Maybe that's the point. Internally, or even in, but to but to work it out. You know, right? He he says that, and we see that in the in the New Testament where if you got a problem with Paul, brother, right? Yeah, says, we'll talk to you know, hey, look, now. don't be don't be taking it out in public. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 work this out in one heart, one accord. With Christ as the center. That's why we're not supposed to sue each other. Right, that's exactly right. You work it out. Work it out. So understand each other, help each other, you know, come along to where Christ is glorified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. What a revelation. You know, (laughs) what 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 an awesome thing. But to get there, we need to understand hey, we're coming first and foremost. It out of the out of the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I feel wronged by you, but I'm going to communicate. Wow, it's amazing what we can do with communication, stepping forward. But we don't like that confrontation thing. We don't like to do that. But it's necessary in communication so that the other individual knows, rather than 
assumes. The assumption are the lies that Satan can take and dig a deeper hole into your and mm-hmm. cause bitterness, mm-hmm. cause dissent, all of these things. But the communication, the one that comes out and is transparent and honest with another, is one that can help grow and flourish. And then that bond of that individual's yeah. can be stronger. That's great stuff. That's that's the way Christ yeah. intends us for us to do. Um, but it really does that that community aspect right there starts with making sure that we're foundationally set in the Word of God. Yeah. Anything else on that, guys? I no? got I got an interesting verse I'll share. Is this yeah. kind of is this? I would never talk about fools. I always think of this. This is in Proverbs. But there's this verse, it says, Do not answer fools according to their folly, or be a fool yourself. But then the next verse says, Answer fools according to their folly. <laughs> and, but it's one of these examples of where one verse says the opposite of the verse before it. And so I think this goes to your point of like, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to Absolutely. know. How do you approach a fool? And I think there, I've been collecting places in the Bible where this happens because we make it seem so easy just do what the Bible says but then you have verses like that and you're like what do I do <laughs> so, no, it's because we need the active participation of the Holy Spirit to know yeah. what to do and yeah. I think that's one of the points in dealing with the issues in our world that you just it, there's not always a cut and dry answer mm, it's like right. sometimes it's it's a peaceful word and sometimes you need to be firm you know and, and you need to stand up for righteousness or whatever so I I always I always think of that when fools and proverbs is brought up because it's it's just it's such a good example of how much we have to wrestle with with things sometimes. That's right. Yeah. With it's meant to be wrestled with. Yeah. Because that that helps sort out, right? It helps get stronger mm-hmm. in. I mean if 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 um if if we could get all fit and wonderfully physically fit right by going out and saying well i'm gonna grab this pencil and i'm gonna just lift this pencil back and forth back and forth and I'll do a couple little bit of a just go up these stairs and boom i got these muscles i mean it really would be like well we just take it for granted any activity we're just who look at me you know i'm feeling mm-hmm. but the result of physical activity and and putting it forth and strenuous it breaks things down but then it goes to build back things up or build things back up Mm -hmm. and so therefore it's the similar right our spiritual exercise our faith exercise our Mm -hmm. study digging in Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of and it doesn't it doesn't a lot of it is on our own but it's good to do this Mm -hmm. you us three right here yeah as we talk as we share that's why classes and and places podcasts like this and we we can wrestle this. We sort of things mm-hmm. out. We talk through it. Mm-hmm. It's very good because it helps us to dig deeper. It's good. Like it's good. Yeah. One, one of the controversies in the New Testament is um, Paul says you're saved by faith alone. But then James goes, no, nope. yep. your faith dead without works. I've, yeah. I've heard that. That's yeah. one of the one that when you talk, said that always comes to yeah. my mind. There's several of them. There's one where it says don't love the world. And then you read, Jesus so loved the world, he sent his yeah, son. His yeah, exactly. Or there's one that says, uh, if you are God's son, you won't sin. And then there's, that's like the very next verse. I think it's in one of the... If we say without sin, we're called... And then, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, so it's like, we're not supposed to have sin, but yet we sin. Like, so there's a tension there. Yeah. You know, there's truth on both sides. And so we just, we work it out together, like you're saying. And you have to, and, com- you know. You have to constantly guard your heart. They're both true. That's sure. That's yeah. the, the yeah, that's They're both right. true. Yeah. So we just have to apply it is the hard part sometimes. How do we apply it today in this moment? That's right. You know. That's really good. It's it's good. Um, you know, I think as we step out of this and we're starting to be to look into the next message that that um, you're going to be speaking with on Sunday, speaking to us on Sunday. You know, as the last word, kind of going out to people as they listen to this. As you work out those challenging um, relationships in your life, it could be a family member, it could be, it could be um, a, a worker, a coworker, it could be you know the, the list goes on, right? 
as you do that, pray over it with a heart wanting the Lord to be glorified. Mm -hmm. I think that's the key. For His glory, I will allow the Holy Spirit to work. Otherwise, if we say, Lord, I pray you just change, just for lack of a better name, Jill, you know, Lord, I want you to change Bill, you know, whatever. And he's like, um, can I can I change you? I think that's what I'd really like to do is I'd help change your perspective and change your paradigm and work on your heart a little more. Would you allow me to do that? And we're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> They're the yeah, fool. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so there, there's where, is it, where it's at, right? So I, I think that's kind of the, the, the last word I'd, I'd like to just kind of say on that. Not that you guys can't say anything about that, but <laughs> I just kind of wanted to cap it off of there and kind of mention that. But um, anything else, Pastor, before you dive into that? No. Okay. No. Well, what do you got coming up this well, coming Sunday? I'm going to start out with a question that's been pondered and will be till it happens. Are we in the last days? Um, Romans 13, 11 says, And do this, knowing the time, that now it is a high time to wake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Christ is coming back every day. Every day we live, every second or minute that ticks off the clock, closer. it brings us closer to seeing mm-hmm. Jesus. I, I, I mean, that's the point. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 and 3, For you know quite well that the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night, when people are saying, All is well, everything is peaceful and secure. Then disaster will fall upon them as sudden as a woman's birth pains begin when her child is about to be born. And they, there will be no escape. You know, and this, this this series is on previews of coming attractions. Actually, is what I was talking about. And I, I just want to look at the prophet calendar and some signs of the times. And they've been around a while, but um, the world is anything but peaceful <laughs> when you think about that. And like we've talked about this, no nobody knows when Christ is coming back. Right. You can't pinpoint it and say, and. There's these these signs has been going on, but it seems like they're escalating a little more to me. Uh, I, really, what got me think about was was uh, COVID. Before COVID, who would have thought that there was going to be a, a pandemic, if that's what they called it, but that would come upon us and kill a million Americans? And that's just here. That's not around the world. That's in the USA. A million people. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, we we think about that, and when we when you talk about eschatology or in times or uh, it's not to scare people it's, I think it's just to make people aware that that it's coming and are you ready you know like I said with the with the ten virgins and their the lamps keeping their wicks trimmed and their oil and their lamp ready well the bridegroom bridegroom comes and you want your comes you want your lamp to be right right it when, and, and you know, as you, as you go into this, and we'll talk about this next week, um, some as well, that, that you know, it's, it's um, the challenge is in the mundane or the more easy time frames when, when Christ, when the word, uh, where, where every day is closer to Christ, mm-hmm. right? And there are no wars, right? And there aren't major weather type of situations and things some of the stuff that we read in the bible you know that that are kind of warning signs but it's kind of like well how how much warning signs how how deep do we have to get you know how what's that war look like what is what do these things need to be like and there's great study in all of that and i don't mean to go into your sermon talk now but but i just kind of wanted to say a little bit of that as we do daily the challenge of saying, is my wick trimmed today? Yeah. Am I anticipating him today? I want to, I want to make sure that my day today, you know, is working towards. And so it's, it's kind of an anticipation of itself. Today, Lord, is your day. I'm going to surrender myself mm-hmm. into it and, and look for the, the ways that I can bring it's bring others closer. Right. It, not only do I have to work on myself to say, like we just said about the other sermon, stay in the Word, but how am I going to be effective to others? And, and there are, stuff? you know, there's different 
concepts of this. You can find people that are pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib. Mm-hmm. And they all have scripture that they use. To, my, I heard this a long, long time ago. I have the pan theory. It'll all pan out in the end. <laughs> if I'm in Christ, it doesn't. It doesn't matter now. It, you know. And besides that, I'm somewhat wanting to get out of here before the trouble starts. <laughs> we don't have the. You don't have really have a, a solid guarantee of that. But I don't know. That's what I was taught uh, my early years of faith, and I haven't altered from that. I believe that Christ will take the church out before the great tribulation, but. Like I said, either way, it's going to be all right. Oh. Well, it'll be a, it. It will definitely get some people talking. I think because they'll have different thoughts, and and you'll bring, um, you know, what the Lord has brought to you towards uh, what needs needs to be an issue to talked about. We need to remind people that hey. As we move forward, let's be thinking upon Christ. Let's not be fearful that it takes us straying away from God. Let's line ourselves up. Let's make sure. And let's call out Maranatha. Lord Jesus, come. come. Yep. That's, that's what... <laughs> when, we, when we do that from our heart, then our heart's cry is to say, because I don't know, nobody knows, but because you do, I know you will be coming, but I'm I'm calling out, Lord Jesus, come. I praise you for your magnificence, for who you are. This, this, This body might hurt and decay and get beat up or things of this nature or thrown into prison or whatever and we look back in the in the scripture and we see how the persecution had happened and and they you know you think about Paul you talked about Paul the other day was it a class I think you mentioned it was it class or was it on Sunday yeah it was class and we talked about that on Monday night we talked a little bit about these different things and as we continue to cry out Maranatha then then our heart is lining up to his heart God's that says he doesn't want to destroy the world those that are just that will receive a punishment of hell um, but we how much I'm, I'm telling you it's not it's hard sometimes not to be selfish in that thought like I mean not to not to put a finer point on you but it's like it but same thoughts that I've had well I don't want to go through that well I don't want to be thrown in jail I don't want to be beat I don't want to be so yeah come now before all this stuff happens (laughs) I mean yeah you know but when we come from a heart of saying Christ I I know that the the end result with you is one that will be with you so therefore it spurs me on to be fervent to make sure that others know that there is a calling into their lives to come to Christ too. What are you thinking? Then you're sitting there thinking, pondering a little bit. I mean, he's not even done the sermon yet, so we're gonna let we're gonna we're gonna need yeah. to hear those words. I but. I think it's just good that, um, boy, I I've let's just say I've had a lot of thoughts on end time stuff, and I'm I keep going back to are we. Are we living the rest of the word, you know? And we get sometimes very into the end times prophecies and stuff, and things like you say we don't know and we don't know. And are we doing the things we do know? And so I just, you know, I yeah, because it, you're yeah. right. I've known people that's all they talk about. Well, I I honestly think it can sometimes get be a distraction. I mean, you're I, I grew up often we were watching the news looking for things, and you're it was just it was a really big thing, you know, and. And as we study history, you see that as a big thing many, many, many times in history, and and so I'm I'm cautious about wading into it too deep. Yeah. So I'm interested in in you know discussing it. I think there's a lot of 
things we could discuss, but you know, I, I hope it's fruitful and yeah, I, I appreciate that it's one of those, it's one of those things like if you completely disagree, it's like we're still brothers. Like it's one of those a little more of a um, there's a lot of variation. Um, right. and you know yeah. within our our church I'm sure of you know where oh, you yeah. where you go and yep. and so this is one of those kind of topics so yeah that's right that's a good word that's good well pastor why don't you pray uh, over this and as we step out of this time Lord we love you I thank you for my brothers here and as we uh, think about what we should be doing um, that's important very important and uh, to be focused on you and then when we run into people that uh, some would call a fool. Like I said, we don't use that word much anymore, but we've interjected even worse names, maybe. But in, anyhow, uh, as we go into their lives, is uh, to go into that life uh, in a calm, objective way, Lord, and and allowing your love to flow through us uh, on others. I know there's been situations where uh, anger has been diffused by a kind word or a loving action, and uh, help us to be that, because that's the way you were. So help us to be, be like that in people's lives, Lord. And as we think about the future, we don't know when, uh, but we, didn't, we know it, it is going to happen. And um, I just pray, God, that as we talk about this, that, that people realize that there might be some urgency out there to get closer to you or uh, to be Jesus to people that they know might be left behind. That would be the case. So uh, thanks again, Lord, for loving us. Uh, we, we give you praise and glory for who you are. We ask these things in your name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys for joining me here today. And we've had a, a good, healthy discussion. I appreciate that. And and uh, I look down at the recording here right now, and I see that we've put a good amount of time on it, too. So <laughs> yeah. that's not bad, especially when I believe that it's, it's Lots been Lots of talkers people. in the room, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I <read. laughs> that's all right. Well, Peter, thanks for joining us here today. My and pleasure. we'll have to see you about next week. But... Um, thanks for being here this week. Pastor, as always, great to have you and uh, joining in right on in. And so uh, God bless both of you. I hope that your day, the rest of your day goes well. And uh, God bless you guys as you're listening to this, that uh, the Lord would be full and uh, the Holy Spirit would be free to work in you and uh, in your hearts and your lives. And so our blessings upon you. And until next week, we'll say goodbye. Thank you for joining us.